And we're back. It feels like just minutes. And it's been months. It's <laughs> usually how we go. As, as, as often referenced, the most inconsistent podcast in the App Store or anywhere else. But we are here with the Global Energy Podcast across from me, my esteemed colleague, Francis Seidel. Frank Seidel. Say hello, Frank. Thank you. Hello, and thank you for having us back. Uh, we're glad to be back. They didn't have a choice. I have a brand new grandson. His name is Judge. Whoop, whoop. That's, uh, that was ago. part of our uh, delay in getting us waiting so, for that yeah, guy to arrive. He's so, chilled out, though. He's very chilled out from what I hear. young man. And about 20 years from now, he's going to take over the company. So I've been talking to him. About there you that. go. Right now, he's concentrating on getting bigger and stronger. Get him from the cradle. That's it. Protein milk. So what are we going to talk about today? Oh, man, there's a whole bunch of things. You know, considering our cadence for this podcast, there's a whole bunch of things we can talk about. Absolutely. But uh, I think you've got kind of a an eggplant for, for the Joe Biden EV thing right now. Yeah. It I sounds mean, like uh, Uncle Joe's been going to... What does everybody think about that? I mean, it's the headlines are Biden floats toughest ever auto tailpipe emission restrictions, which can boost sticker prices. So you can't afford an EV right now which is a electrical vehicle. So now it's going to shoot up the price. Well, so how I does think that work? It, the way I think it's going to work out, look, they've, they have, there's an agenda in play, obviously. Um, and with some big step changes in history, you've got to force things through. But with this, um, you know, there's obviously some short-sightedness because concurrently I don't see the same movement to enhance exponentially our electrical grids. We know that in several states there are challenges already when there's any kind of situation, if you will. So when you're forcing EVs through via tailpipe emissions thing that what I've read in the last couple of weeks, there's no way that combustion engines can meet these emissions restrictions. So you have to get it. Yeah, there will be subsidies. You know, a lot of things through government get subsidies, but like there'll be subsidies, but to what extent? And, you know, even if you're trying to do a full on pivot, you know, you have so many millions and millions and millions and millions of combustion engines on the road. You're still going to need to fuel those. You don't just right. throw them away overnight. Yeah, Joe's not going to get rid of your, his Corvette like you mentioned. So, so how the they... Thing, yeah, and the other thing is that, uh, uh, you know, the, we're seeing that happening in California right now. The stress on the grid uh, because they moved away from, they tried to move away from hydrocarbons, natural gas, and depending upon wind and solar, and then they've had no solar and had awful wind, had awful weather, had all, all snow, right, major snowpack. And uh, so it's going to be interesting. It's kind of a, uh, when I see goals like this, uh, when we set goals in the uh, publicly traded space, we said them that they're achievable. So are these hmm. achievable? That's the question mark. Look, and, and that's why it doesn't concern me all that much, because I know that as divided as the United States is at the moment, politically and otherwise, if somebody gets into office, whether that's from the top or at a lower level, now the posturing is just we're going to unwind what the previous administration has done. So we'll spend you know, half our time in office undoing, throwing in our agenda, then the other guy gets in, or lady, or they, and... Then they switch that around. So it's we we need to move beyond the division, right? And get but, a little more purple. Okay. So one thing I'm glad about this is that it will cause uh, 
technology to be developed. Yeah, which there's never a downside because to that, you, unless it's AI. Have no, you I'm seen kidding. the size of batteries that you have to have for like a Ford F-150? Well, let's let's talk about batteries because no, check this out. Go ahead. So this came out, you know, a little bit ago, but like, so a lot of these cars are not engineered, designed at this juncture at least to have these batteries really replaced. So, for instance, let's take the Tesla. It's a more popular one at the moment. As an example, if those are involved in a decent-sized accident, and we're not even talking like what would normally total a combustion car. These cars have to be totaled, right? At some point, that's going to hit the insurance platform. Sure. And it's a trickle-down, right? And then, you know, extrapolate across all the people that are paying into that insurance company because, you know... Jason, you forgot to tell them where we're at today. We're not at Earl's. We've, we've moved it up. That's right. We are it's snowing outside, downtown so Denver. Yeah, we thought, you know, Frank and I thought we'd have a patio uh, pod today. But considering it is currently 40 degrees and lightly snowing, and we're halfway through April, that is not the case. Welcome I hope to it's the sunny where you are. That's right. It's bipolar. And, you know, and the good news is that this place is probably heated by natural gas. It's probably lit by natural gas, so you're welcome. Well, I'm sure they didn't. They probably didn't cook the steaks on electric at the Capitol Grill. Uh, but no, and there's there's a a group that has uh, owned this particular block for a little bit here, and um, yeah, they're amenable. So anyway, we're at Capitol Grill today, and glad that, uh, that you're joining us. So, have you heard clanking and music in the background? That's where we're at. Just enjoy it. It's semi-live. Right. It's brought to you by Streamflow. <laughs> and Sidel Technology. When you're looking for a wellhead, we know where to get one. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think, I think you know, they have to push a little bit to get agendas through because of the vision at the moment. And, and look, as with many things like this, when they are progressive and pushed, they're going to get to the reality date and go, which they've done already on a number of times, right? There's no way we're going to meet this date. Yeah, but it's it's not like John Kennedy's new frontier, you know, taking us to the moon. It's no, there needs to be a national plan for whatever we want to do. And I've I said it before, it is, and I'll say it again. It's piecemeal. Use what's in your backyard. If wind is great in your neighborhood, use freaking wind. If it's solar, great. Tidal, great. Oil, great. Use what's there. The only problem is where wind is, people aren't, <laughs> typically, except, I will yeah. say this, they've done a remarkably good job of developing one of Jason's favorites, his title, an offshore. I do, I do enjoy title, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're up to 7% now. Hey, they're going to have their day. I mean, they've, they've you know, they've uh, cornered off that area on the northwest coast to kind of just be for some experimental stuff, much akin to what they've done over in the UK, but... Yeah, title, title's gonna, it's, you know, it's got an uphill battle, if you will, but it'll have its day so, for the regions that, that it makes sense for. I'm on the New Mexico State Engineering Council Advisory Board, and uh, what's interesting is... Is that in addition to your beer platform? Yeah, it's in addition to the foundation board. But anyway, we're, we're, we're making great progress, we're doing great things, but the, the question of hydrogen came up. Yep. Right, and I just... One of our, the guy that's the head of the engineering council is a former CEO of Arizona Power and Light, and now he's 
um, board of uh, board of directors of Thank you, Jeff. Portland okay. Electric. But anyway, what, what, the point that he brought up was that um, we talk about hydrogen. We talk about the technology required, and, and I'm happy for it. I'm happy that this technology will be developed. And we had conversations with the with the engineering professors that were proposing right. hydrogen. Where is it being used? It's being used in forklifts, about 20,000 forklifts. Right. So and what? when is it going to go to buses and trucks and well, Air Force One? Let me pause you. So hydrogen, again, I don't know what's happening from the top down, but I feel like it's got something against it. Because if you think back about 12 years ago, BMW came out with a very, very limited production car called the Hydrogen 7 Series. And it was only really available in New York and Los Angeles. And they'd partnered with BP, British Petroleum, as they were known at the time, until Macondo. Um, and, and they had stations around those cities where you could fuel up with hydrogen, right? And if you think about it, yeah, well, there's some volatility. There's volatility with any fuel source to some extent, right, as far as we know. So, but it's super clean. I mean, you're, you're burning water vapor. And why is that? I don't know. Follow the money, man. Well, you're burning hydrogen. And they get that hydrogen from somewhere. Either they get it from, the easiest place to get it from is methane. Well, what produces electricity right now? Many places, fucking coal. <laughs> so, you know, it's just like, we just looked at their stats. it's about 40% of all the, the money. Uh, industrial energy in China is coal. And in the United States, last year was the highest in 10 of coal usage in the United States, believe it or not. And could that be because hydrocarbons are not, weren't readily available or not? I don't know. I mean, coal is still out there. You know, it's, it, they kind of hang in the background. They get some scrutiny in certain areas. But, you know, look at what's India using? They use coal. In certain places, you can't afford to use anything else. But so, so okay, where are we going with all this? The well, thing we're is, going with this times is, are changing. Well, and speaking of that, that's a good transition, I'm actually. Any, I'm not buying an EV car. Are you? Well, I don't plan to. And the reason is, my garage is not wired for an EV car. Look, when J Uncle Joe converts his Corvette to electric, maybe we'll talk about it. And. Uh, you know what? I like the flexibility. Living in the Western U.S., I like the flexibility of being able to drive. For Look, distance. yeah, and so for me, how like, does that work out? We we were driving on a little road trip, and there's a place, um, you know, just west of Denver by a little bit, and it used to be like an outlet mall or something. Now it's literally just like I think an info center, a gym, and a Starbucks. And during you know the last years of pandemic and things being largely closed to people walking in. You know, there's a half a dozen Tesla chargers there, which is great, except that, as in many cases, half of them are broken. And because the Starbucks was also not letting people in, you know, there's a guy who's got to cool his buns on the hood of his Tesla for an hour or two, whatever, whatever long, until, until, thank you, Jeff, until that charges and read a book. Right. And it wasn't warm out. You can't be in a hurry. But if you're rich and left wing, you don't need never are in a hurry. If you're rich, you have a helicopter or a plane. But they're not electric yet, so we'll have to see how Well, yeah, goes. but they've carved that out, right? They've, hey, when I fly to Davos, it's important I fly private. Anyway, 
That's that's not it's the point. It's all about the offset. No, but we were getting to the transition. The transition is happening here. Here's the thing. If, you've, if you're familiar, if you are staying up to date on things, you, you're familiar with the BRICS situation. The BRICS, you know, loosely an acronym for uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and Saudi, right? And the Chinese have recently had conversations with Putin and your boy MBS out in Saudi. And just, and this is the, if you will, we'll call it the slippery slope, right? The, the global energy market has largely been traded on the US dollar for the last, how many generations, right? How many decades? And so now people are coming up saying, why should we trade this in the dollar? Now, if that, I don't know if this is, this would be, this is a whole separate podcast, but it would be interesting to see this transition. This would be an opportunity for the crypto cats to get involved in something totally cutting edge. But what we're looking at right now is you've got folks like Putin and MBS saying, yeah, we're tired of that too. We back you and we will now trade our oil and maybe further energy assets on the Chinese yuan. And so China is making this world tour right now trying to promote global trade on their currency, much like much like Gavin Newsom from California. Number one in GDP, or number one leader in you know, money talks and they're trying to be the number one. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, some people think this is not a big deal, but this is a massive deal because if you have been the global currency, either by force or by choice, for the last generations, that plays a lot, and that forces people to trade on your currency. That will make a difference when it pivots. It, it's, it doesn't, you know, it, it expands out to not just the currency for these trades, but people just favoring that currency to make deals overall. You're watching... And it's a perception, too. It, exactly right. And it's, it's everything in the media. It's social media. And when you're watching this happen, and we know that, you know, a lot of the world, largely the United States, because they love the quick, fast, and cheap, and I'm talking about their consumer products, um, <laughs> they love it. They love some Amazon. And right now, that is run... I don't know what percentages are. Anybody can probably do a simple Google search, and that's got to be better than 90% Chinese products. Now, what a lot of people don't talk about is that, that, you know, China, you know, unlike the U.S., which goes quarter to quarter, goes by multiple generations. Like, how does this play out for people, you know, my great-great-grandchildren? And so they have been working on establishing footprints for these particular minerals. You know, they've been barging for probably 12 years now a number of natural resources which Australia is rich in from Australia up to China. They also have a massive footprint in Africa and in South America. So once everything goes EV, once everything beyond the cars goes to battery, there is no turning back. I mean, there's no turning back. But there could be development of new technology for batteries. And there will be, and but that does not change. Well, let me tell you. Look, I've been, and, and, I've, been, yeah. I've been reading a lot about the Apollo program. Okay. And how there was a lot of people that protested the Apollo program. Oh, not the Apollo Theater, not the one no, in Harlem. No, so, no, or not, no. not a musical program. Oh, so like space. Okay, gotcha. Never mind. When we went to the moon the last time, okay, which is. And we have another trip coming up very soon. Oh. Yeah. Ish. The equivalent Maybe. of Apollo 8 is going to come up, where they're going to go circle the moon and come back. We'll see. So, um, and that's great. I mean, it's about time that we're back doing that because it leads to, you can you can say what you want, and everyone has their mind made up whether we need to be, you know, progressing in the space or not. What what space does 
It drives us to develop technology. We wouldn't have the digital world, or not as quickly as we had the digital world. Sure. Because it had to be created for the Apollo mission. Sure. Computers had to be created for the Apollo mission. Um, and then there's, so that's the main thing that was created was was that kind of technology that were that developed the internet, that developed how we live our lives, our phones. Um, you know, I, we used to have a telephone in my house. I and have the a handful of telephones in my house. Who's it for, right? <laughs> <laughs> Great mystery. Now you have a phone that plays your music. So it's a... It's a Convergence is great. Yeah, yeah but it, it took that kind of... A, that kind of initiative. So I'm okay. Maybe this this uh, energy crisis, if you will, if, if this energy crisis will create the same level, but it has to be about national pride. We had national pride that we wanted to. Right, but that's gone in the United States. Uh, it can it be is created. largely it can be gone, again, whether that's by design or not. It can be created again if, because we can sure, figure of out course. this I mean, energy business. Look, the most united this country has been in the last generations was September 12, 2001, right? American flags on any cars, depending, didn't, didn't matter what way your ballot went, but we are seeing a... It's not even a division, it's a splintering, right? There's so many segments of how people are viewing fiscal and political and all these issues right now. And is it, is it happening globally? Yeah, to some extent, but not like it is here. What's that? I'm not a pessimist. I'm an optimist. I am too, but it's, it's increasingly more challenging. I know, but you have to have a common, a common goal for Americans to pull behind. Yeah. Okay, and what would that be right now? Well, the last one was the space, September 12th. The space race. Well, it was also September 12, 2001. Know, we blew everybody up, and that didn't well, work. So yeah. we have to find something higher. And that's why I'm saying we need to... But nobody gives a shit. Oh, we do. Like, largely you do, right? And, and look, we're working through different age demographics here, but like... We have to care to make this work. That's what I'm telling you. The kids that are throttling TikTok think, don't care about space. I think we have a great, uh, a great life, and I want to keep that going. Not you? Yes. Where are you going to move to? That's Norway? I don't know. No. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a challenging time, and we need to, we need to have more balance. We need to ride okay, the ship so if we're going to make know, it out of this. this Otherwise, we'll learn some Mandarin. Oh, yeah. Always. Always. Always raw. But In a world. You know, I, th I think I'm not ready to quit. I'm ready to figure it out. I am glad that my grandchildren are being raised in Canada, though. Two huh. Old, two oldest. Because there's not, not many shootings, school shootings in Canada. True. True. Might be a few knifings or something. Like that. Yeah, knifings have ticked up. Sure. I mean, it's all. So, I mean. When they come down to the U.S. on holiday, they got their head on swivel. I taught them that. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's funny. But, I mean, it's true. Thank you. It's funny um, at the same time. It, yeah, it's, it's funny strange, not funny haha. Um, but, you know, that, yeah, that's a whole different podcast to talk about what's going on vis-a-vis -vis weaponry and mental health and all that. And for sure. Where we're at. For sure. But again... 
Go to the root cause. I'm an engineer. Right, but there's a, there's a staunch there's a staunch argument as to what the root cause is. It's families. Anyway, we don't want to go down that road. We're talking yeah, I mean about that, that's I'm not disagreeing so with you, but I think yeah. Energy. But we have to we have to fix things in society too. But what's what's this our economy and what our society has been founded on for the last over 100 years? I'd say 150 years. Well, look, There's yeah. cheap energy. Yeah, well, th that's anywhere in the world. I mean, do you think so that, you that, think, uh, that third world countries can cheap? afford to go to an electric grid? You think like we're pontificating right now? No, they can't. No, it's it's we don't have enough juice. They can't even get off a of coal. So it's all, you know what you I mean? Know, the thing to do is uh, the BTU the BTU exchange. So if you're, <laughs> excuse me. Just thermal units for those of you playing at right, home. Right. If you're going to make a a car, how many BTUs does it take to require to make that car? A car, an EV car versus a Yes, but we ignore car. that right now. I know you can't. It's math. In a fully it's transparent math. society, you cannot. I get it. Right. So it'll, but, it'll come out in 10 years. Well, but no, but, the but not mark my words, it will only come out once everything is pivoted. And you're like, oh, we didn't know. It actually cost, you know, the environment two-thirds more to produce this thing that's supposed to be a great alternative. And look, there will be... Being progressive means, yeah, there's speed bumps at the beginning. There will be advancements in battery. But I don't see how in the next even 10 years we get to something that's as efficient. You know, as anybody listening to this right now, if anybody's out there listening right now, we get a little bit of Europe, some states. Like, you have batteries in everything. Your television remotes or your, you know, Roku remotes, whatever you're using, Apple TV, your cars your personal pleasure devices, whatever, they your die. Headphones. Yeah, they die. Where does it go? And that's where we come to the big problem of NIMBY, right? Because you have these poor children in, in Pakistan and India, and they're going through leech fields, and they're pulling out critical components they need to, like, put into the new stuff. But as long as people don't see that happen, you know, they're not really for the world. They don't give a shit. They want to know what's convenient for them and is some good posturing, and it makes them look good. Well, it won't last. As a global it, it citizen. It's, it's, not, it's not something we can maintain. No. I mean, but look, it, like I said, it's a blend, right? That's why we're called, I say this almost every time, I know you're, you're sick of hearing it, with a global energy podcast. It's the opposite, though. You know? You have to have, you need to understand what the, the BTU is a, is a, is a uh, currency, the BTU currency. Is you know, how are those BTUs generated, and, and what does it cost to manufacture? If you're going to produce any kind of mass-consumed energy, I don't care what it is, you need to figure out. Okay, what does it take? Like like Frank's talking about, what does it take to produce one unit, a comparable unit, right? Not everything. I don't think. Be, maybe I'm wrong, but not everything can be measured in BTUs. But like, what's a comparable unit? Let's find a comparable unit of energy, and we're going to do this across solar, across you know geothermal, across oil, across electrical, whatever. But what does heat. it take to make that? We're manufacturing heat, that's why I use BTU. Okay. And then what's the longevity of that energy source? Exactly. And what's the renewability of that energy source? And what's the impact on underprivileged nations of that energy source? And what about underprivileged people right here in this country? I mean, who all can afford EVs right now with the what's the average sticker price? 56, Probably fifty six grand, something like that. Yeah. And I know that some folks like I think Volkswagen and all these people are working towards lower 
you know, priced vehicles, but as we've learned with most things in the world that cost money, when you pay the lower price, you're getting lower benefits. And that's just the nature of consumerism, right? Um, so how, so, how do people like juice their, their EVs? I don't have an EV. So man, you probably know this, you're out there in it all the time. So if I have an EV- You plug it in and you wait. I know you plug it in, but you pay with your credit card or is it free? I, you, you're talking about like at remote, like a, like a remote Tesla charging station, like at the mall or something? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I know that, you know, there's still some work to be done on the unification of charging ports. Cherry Creek's got EV ports. Cherry Creek is a, a kind of a ritzy shopping district in the Denver yeah. area for those of you listening at home. And then every place, you mentioned the place you guys were out. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that was, that's the other challenge is, is maintenance, right? So when we were taking a road trip, we happened onto this, you know, like I said, former former outlet mall that has, like, I think a gym, a church, and a Starbucks now. And there's a guy, and during pandemic, you know, not all the places were open to physical people coming inside. So he's in the middle of his road trip, and he's got to sit there on, put his buns on the hood of his Tesla for an hour or two because only three out of six charging stations were working so it's 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 about if you think back we're going to use an old example that some of these people went out understand but like you think back to the first era of digital memory and sony came out with memory sticks it was proprietary you could only use it in sony devices it cost four times as much as everything else and versus mmc's and all this stuff and that's where we are a little bit right now you've got to have i mean i think it's starting to homogenize but you've got to have um universal chargers and then they've got to be maintained because if they're not maintained then people can't drive up anywhere with whatever electric vehicle they have and charge it up and it still takes time so the uh, going back to the Biden administration uh, the smog forming nitrogen oxide and other pollutions from vehicles for models 2027 through 2032 so we're looking at Four years from now, the rule, the rule now goes to a comment period before final tailpipe emissions limits are set. So we'll see where it goes, but it sounds like the auto industry is pushing back some because it's gonna, they're, they're going to need a 100 years, a 100 year advancement in their way they manufacture uh, cars right now. Yeah, and Ford just came out with some numbers, and you know. Their EV end, at least everything public facing, is is having some challenges right now. And and look, you know, inflation's got people. Again, we, you know, there's so many octopus tentacles this conversation could go off on, but um, it's 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 challenging for a lot of people. You know, fifty six thousand dollars, if we're going to use that as an average, is a lot of money. Um, will there be subsidies? Sure. Whether it's you know. How you're paying for it? How are you getting reimbursed? They're not talking Lanes about you can it right drive now. in. I don't see anything in this information about subsidy. So and look, anything you we'll try see. and do where you have a full, you know, shift, you have a full change. There's so many millions. Just take the U.S. for example. Again, we're the most car-focused nation. So these there's so many cars that are still running on dinosaur bones that, you know, it, it's going to take. 
a long time for those to shift over. And so the, when you look at it from a top-down perspective, you're like, you either have to wait a shit ton of time for these people to eventually phase out their electric combustion, I mean, their gas combustion engines to electric, or you have to incentivize them enough. It was like, okay, you know, it's going to be $20 a gallon to fill up your car. I mean, here's the math you do. No, and here's the math you do. So now look how much cheaper it is to run your subsidized electric car. So here's, yeah, the other thing is that the 2030 emissions are going to be 75% tougher than the 2021 emissions for, for 2021 models. Which you can't meet with a combustion engine, period. That's why. They're, that's the whole purpose. And but who's doing that is the environmental groups and public health officials and the EV market. You know, I don't, I don't know how much money they have, but apparently a lot. And, and, and look, it's great. We need technology. But look, I, I, have, I have often said I believe the guys that are in this game right now, hey, I just want to try and um, Toyota, right? Hybrid. If you want to look at what the future might hold, hybrid makes more sense. You know, you have a kinetic energy recovery system during your braking. So what that means is as you're braking, you're generating electricity. That goes into your battery reserve. You can use that. You can also go, because you have a petrol motor in there, too, you can go long distances without having to sit on your hood and read Lord of the Rings again for two hours. We can now power our homes, cars, Lord of the Rings. and trucks with clean electricity, and we must do this to secure livable climate, says Lisa Frank, nonprofit policy group, Environment America's Washington Legislative Office. I don't know director. who that is, but you know, yeah, somebody. So you've got to. The thing though is, you got to have a basic reality, and you got to have a, a plan. So, anyway, God bless us all. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, we also have the strategic petroleum reserves. This is a bit of a diversion, but, um, you know, those are, it's in the name, strategic, but it's not the petroleum reserve to generate votes. Um, and that is the backbone. And look, because, and, and you can flag this date. What are we at? 14th of April, 2023. We will be in some kind of war next year. That's what all gears are leading toward. I mean, we've now got the new leak of documents um, by the airmen from the East Coast, allegedly. Um, I don't know. There have been other elections happening during wartime, but it'd be interesting to see if this is generated to... Because you look at, look, look at the world tour that the leaders are doing, the cheese and everybody else of the world... The, the tour they're doing to solidify their relationships. And we've got Uncle Joe in Ireland tracing his roots. Okay. Allegedly. How are we doing on time? We've got all the time in the world. Okay. So, anyway, we, we, don't have, we don't have the solution right now, but we do have GM and Ford saying that they're bullish on electrical vehicles. So They have to. Yeah. Share price. Falling in line. Yeah. Right, and then the ESG. We can talk about that. Too. You know, it's interesting how that is now not only gone into the banking world, but into the insurance world as well. But it's—I mean, look, there's a lot happening, and it's not just us being crazy tin hat people or anything like that. You talk to people that have a few miles on us, 
people that are in their 70s or 80s that have been around for a minute and that still remember their name. And they're like, we've not seen anything this volatile globally ever. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff well, happening. Well, there's volatility, there's opportunity. Always. But we have a smart audience. They know what to invest in next. So, but keep your eyes open. Follow the money. And, and what, yeah. But I want you to know that uh, we're out there trying to develop the technology. This is Seidel Technologies. Seidel. There you go. See? That's right. Smart from the beginning, putting that in the company name. Because technology is what will carry us forward in one way or another. And it's... I think we're going to wind up at a fractured energy supply if we're smart. That'll give people the opportunity to use what makes sense for them. Okay, and the other thing is, um, one, one more thing. Energy uh, I had today was a chicken and risotto, which was fantastic. Was it good? Yeah. My steak was good too, but I just, fantastic. it was too much. Um, now it's a midnight snack for crack an egg on Here's that. the thing though, just be aware that when people talk about renewable things. Um, here's a good example. Um, there's a, a deal that came out about Canada's first co-produced geothermal project. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And understand that there can be smoke and mirrors. It's a nice article. But you need to point out about the, the amount of kilowatts or megawatt output of the project and how, what the split is between gas Natural gas, because they're cold sure. gin. Sure. Natural gas and geothermal. And I'm glad they're moving in, in that direction. But here's the thing is they're, they're, they built this plant, and I won't mention the name, but they built this plant 21 uh, megawatt total. Okay. And 6 megawatt is, is geothermal. So the majority of it is natural gas. Natural. Yeah, so, and that's, so like I said, okay. it's about hybrids, don't, if you will, right? Yeah, don't, why we're not pursuing hybrids? Follow mine. I had a hybrid vehicle, I had a hybrid Tahoe in uh, uh, 2000. Yeah, early hybrid situation. Yeah. And that was smart. It doesn't require that much battery. And you cut your emissions, and you know it, it accomplishes a lot of things. It's, it's all about yeah, developing technology. I mean, look, yeah, a lot of companies have a lot of automotive so manufacturers that produced hybrids that have been kind of crap, but they were starting somewhere. So I don't right? want to badmouth renewables because they they can make a difference. They can contribute, and every little bit helps. But and and you know you talk about technology, but like thank God for the here, here's here's a situation right now. You know, you look at geothermal, carbon sequestration. All these things, these are the darlings of the state and federal administrations right now. So that's great because the Department of Energy is dumping hundreds of millions of dollars into these exploratory projects, right, all over the country. And, you know, we're seeing one come up, which is we're actually working on one right now, which is the largest DOE grant in history for geothermal. And it, it actually, there's a few other groups and organizations involved, uh, universities. So it's it's interesting exploration that will help people down the road. But take that information, take that knowledge, and use it and extrapolate it across 
the most efficient way to deliver energy to people that they can afford to use. Uh, the good, that's all I got. The good news is that not many Americans have ever been cold or dark. Not yet. Not yet. But, you know, we're, we're, but if your electrical grid goes off... We're striving. We've had you know pipelines in place for 150 years. We've talked about that before. And uh, for the most part, that's the way to go. You've seen what train wrecks do. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. So, anyway, um, we could talk about that next time. How about that? Jeez, we got so many things. Thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate having our audience here from wherever you are tuning in from. And uh, until next time, We are Frank and Jason coming to you live from the Capitol Grill. Stay safe. God bless you. And stay safe. And stay toasty. Summer's upon us.